Hi everyone and welcome to Empowering the Opposition. My name is Dr. Nafis Alam and our topic today will be fantasy sports and mental health. How partaking in fantasy sports can impact individual mental health. Um, now, many of you might already know that I'm big into sports, playing sports. Uh, some might know that I'm also big into fantasy sports, fantasy sports. So whether it's fantasy football, fantasy basketball, I've dabbled in fantasy baseball, although it gets to be a little too much because there's games every day. Um, but fantasy sports and how uh, they impact mental health. Right off the bat, um, you can sort of see the kind of, of course, we're going to be taking that empowering the opposition uh, approach where we see how uh, fantasy sports can impact mental health in a positive way and, of course, in a negative way as well. So this way we're covering all of our bases and we're not just giving a, a single-sided view of this particular topic. So the ways that fantasy sports can benefit mental health, uh, one, if, especially if it's a season-long fantasy sport, um, you get to build uh, communication, competitive communication, camaraderie um, with the friends that you have. Um, uh, for example, this uh, with fantasy basketball, which just recently ended. Um, you know the the other teams. You know it was a team. Uh, it was a league of twelve people, and all twelve people. Uh, we're on the East Coast, and I've moved to Boise, Idaho, so uh, it was a good way to sort of <clears throat> keep in touch with the people that uh, that are on the other side of the of the country. Um, you know, doing something which you know some might consider not product productive, but we consider to be productive because it's competitive. It keeps us involved, keeps us engaged. You know, we trash talk and stuff like that. My the fantasy football league that I do is also with people uh, that are predominantly on the East Coast. Um, and it's just the idea of, of keeping in touch with people, having a reason to stay in touch with people, even if it means, hey, you know, I'll trade you X player for Y player. And that starts a conversation of, yeah, I, I don't know if I want to do that. But hey, how's, how's everything going with you? How's life? You know, how's your new job? It's a good way to stay in touch with the friends that you have. And it's sort of like an in to say, hey, I want to trade you this player for that player. But also, like, how are you doing? You know, let, like, let's catch up. So it's a good way to, to maintain communication, uh, you know, do socialization, especially during COVID times. It's a good way to good way to do that. Um, it's also beneficial for mental health in the way that it keeps you involved with the sport that you love. So I love football, basketball, um, baseball to a lesser degree. Uh, no offense against baseball, of course, it's just not my cup of tea. Um, you know, it's just a good way to stay in on top of your sport. It's a great way to escape anything that you're trying to escape whether it's work stress or family stress or whatever it might be you know you have something always on your phone something that's productive um something that uh you know is always available to you um at any moment you could always pick up a free agent you know you could always adjust your roster even when it's not uh game time well, you know so um it's an opportunity for you to just have something to do, something that's productive, something that's not destructive, something that, well, something that could be addictive. So I'll give you that. Um, there is, you know, that sports gambling addiction that uh, Rutgers University did a study on, did several studies on, actually, um, that could uh, that could eventually um, negatively impact mental health. But as long as it doesn't get to that point, it can be 
it can be good. It can be uh, it can be good for mental health. It can be a good outlet. It can be something that you sort of um, you know if you're if you're somewhat socially awkward, even if it's a little bit, you'll always have something to go to on your phone. Um, you know that's not necessarily social media, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it might be. Um, so if you're in, a, in just waiting for the bus or um, around people that you don't know, everybody else knows each other, but you don't know anyone no, and nobody knows you, you feel sort of out of place in a certain setting, you can just pull out your phone and instead of going on Instagram or anything like that, you can just pull up ESPN or Yahoo, whatever fantasy sports platform you're using and just pull it up and, and you know make roster moves and this way you're still mentally engaged Um and, you know, if someone starts to talk to you or someone engages with you, then obviously you can put your phone away then. But you're still, you just have something productive to do at all times, which is one of the reasons why I love fantasy football or fantasy sports, I should say, fantasy sports so much. Because, you know, it's not, it's not so much about the sport itself. And it's not always about, you know, the, the, the communication, camaraderie and the socialization with the other people uh, in the league. It's just something productive to do, knowing that I, you know, I can't, I, I guess, essentially can't be bored. Like if I have nothing to do at that time, I can just go on the fantasy uh, sports platform and make some moves to make my team better. And of course, who doesn't like to win, right? So there's that element too of just, you know, competitiveness. And even if you're not the trash talking type, it's like you know, you know who you're playing, and you know, you know. Um, you're sending a message with every victory and every, with every loss, a message is being sent to you. So um, it's it's very complex. I personally think that that it's a fun um, fun thing to partake in. Um, but in true empowering the opposition form, we're not just going to talk about the good things of fantasy sports. Uh, we have to also talk about the negative uh, sides of fantasy sports. Most of it stems from uh, an addiction to gambling, potentially, right? So fantasy sports isn't supplementing your life, rather interfering with your life, which is what an addiction would do, uh, is that instead of going out and hanging out with your friends in real life, you prefer to stay on fantasy sports. Or if you're doing uh, daily fantasy, you're just in front of the TV and you're focused on your players doing well and you're not, you're trying uh, actively trying not to interact with the people around you so that you can keep tabs on what's going on with your fantasy team and your fantasy players. Now, that could be detrimental to socialization. That could be, you know, um, uh, counterproductive when it comes to being socialized, which is the primary purpose, in my opinion, of fantasy sports, is just to get people, you know, to to enjoy a sport together, uh, build that camaraderie. Um, could certainly stem into an addiction. Um, if you're doing really well, if you're living and dying by the money that you make in fantasy sports, um, then that could be detrimental to, to mental health as well, as it's uh, detrimental to potentially economic health, financial health. Um, so if you're just betting everything you have on fantasy sports and that's how you make a living, that could be that could be dangerous. I'm not saying that it necessarily is. There's always you know several players who make a lot of money playing poker or playing fantasy sports and fan dueling, DraftKings. So um, you know that those people do exist. But you know for every successful fantasy athlete, if you will, right, um, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of unsuccessful fantasy athletes. So 
um, that really needs to be acknowledged. Um, so not everybody can make it, but then again, everybody has to believe that they can make it because, you know, you, you'd have to believe in yourself before anyone else believes in you, right? So, um, so there's that negative side of fantasy sports too, where it takes you away from your family. It takes you away from having fun with other people. It builds, uh, it could build an addiction uh, in such a way that you ignore everything else and you focus only on fantasy sports. Um, and that does happen. It's not like, you know, we're not trying to make light of the fact that, you know, oh, you have an addiction to fantasy sports. Like, it does happen. Um, and in fact, Rutgers University, Rutgers University, uh, in uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey, uh, they've done several, several projects on gambling addiction. I would think that they are the leaders in um, understanding uh, uh, addiction to gambling. So um, there's there's a lot going on there, um, and it, it has to be taken seriously. Um, overall, though, uh, I personally think that fantasy sports, when it's uh, when it's in uh, in moderation, and it's any, that's with anything, of course, right? With fantasy sports in moderation, um, you know, as a supplement to your life and not an interference uh, to your life, it can be quite quite fun. In fact, um, assuming that you enjoy sports to begin with, um, for me, with uh, with football, I tend to be somewhat addicted. Um, I also like you know there's uh, there are friends that I have that I definitely want to beat uh, on a weekly basis. So if I lose a game to them, then I'm like the entire week thinking, oh, I could have made these roster moves, and then I would have won. Or if I did this, I would have won. If I did that, I would have won. Sort of beating myself up for it. So you know I've experienced a negative side of fantasy sports too. But then with a sport like basketball, which I'm I do love basketball, but not nearly as much as I love football. So if I lose in basketball, it's like, ah, I could have done this better, but, you know, it's not such a big deal. I'll just correct it next time. With football, it's like I need to win. I need to be better. I need to, you know, send messages, essentially, through, through you know, victories and things like that. So there's always conflicting viewpoints, right? That's just uh, the case with any any and every topic. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I'm Dr. Nafis Alam, and this has been Empowering the Opposition. See you next time.